Hey there, hi there, ho there. This is Disney Compendium, Volume 12. A chronological look at all of the Disney animated feature films. I am your host, JJ, and over there is my good friend, Nick. Nick, how you doing? I'm great, JJ, and much like our movie tonight, I am also for all the world to love. <laughs> yes, we're, we've, we've left the 40s. We are out of the, the gauntlet of package pictures for good. <laughs> yes, we've uh, now got we we uh, we're this is the soul gym, I guess now. <laughs> <laughs> we're free. Uh, the the snap has been reversed. We've been released back into our reality, and we're back into uh, <laughs> fantasy films from the Disney Company. February fifteenth, that. Uh, Debut in 1950. It's Cinderella. Cinderella, Cinderella. <laughs> yeah, um, Cinderella, the Disney's return to form. <laughs> yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah, uh, this was. Uh, they had coming out of the 40s. They had their three movies. Uh, kind of ready to go that they wanted to get into. You had Peter Pan, Alice in Wonderland, and this one. Um, this one is actually not the first time Walt had adapted Cinderella. Um, in the very, very beginning of his career, he did. He worked for a company called Laughagram. Mm-hmm. And, and that was like, you know... That was one of his like earliest laughograms was uh, an adaption of Cinderella, but like a jazz age Cinderella. Um, I I believe uh, next week's film also was laughogram, was it not? Oh well, so next week uh, before because uh, yeah, Alice Wonder. We'll get to that, but yeah, it wasn't even. It was like a franchise. Yeah, the Alice shorts. Yeah. The Alice shorts. Yeah, that was a that was a big thing for them. But yeah, we'll definitely get into that into much more detail next week. But um, but this one, uh, yeah, it, 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 this was one of those. Um, it's it's probably one of the most. I would say I would definitely say probably like the biggest fairy tale, right? Like it's. Uh, it- yeah, I would yeah. say so. I mean, like, even Cinderella is just part of pop culture, you know, Cinderella stories and things like that. It's just a thing. And, um, you know, before this movie was made, Cinderella was a big thing. And afterwards, you know, obviously it became, it took on a whole nother life, essentially. Um, I, I- I, I would argue that even since this film's come out, the only real contender to the throne, haha, is is Frozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, this uh, this was a absolutely uh, massive movie, and we'll get into all that in a little bit. But I think we should just talk about the movie itself before we get into yeah. any sort of production and feature and. Uh, uh, it starts off exactly how this movie should have started off. And it's as a storybook opening up a book and um, the what the whole once upon a time, very, when you think of Disney, this is the kind of stuff you're thinking of. Um, But I mean, it starts off, it takes a while for these sort of um, 
the darkness to like you realize that the Cinderella the life that she's living because they they really sort of just make it seem like she's you know lower middle class at the very beginning she just happens to have a lot of animal friends she doesn't look particularly worse for wear <laughs> when no. you first meet her yeah um, she's she's an indentured servant but in full makeup yeah. um it's funny they don't um mention it but like cinderella is like like they made that her name but it's really just like a cruel nickname for her Oh, because of the cinder ashes. Yeah, because it would like it would translate like to little ash girl or something yeah. like that. So, like that. Yeah, and that's sort of so. It's funny that they they don't even touch upon that. Like, she has a real name, like, but everyone in her life is calling her Cinderella, like using her you know bully name. To, <laughs> <laughs> you know, even her even her animal friends don't know any better, and she's just accepted. It. <laughs> um, I I like. What, I like the um, decision, the direction they took with the animals in this, because they're all they're like vaguely anthropomorphized. They're not as yeah. strongly, and you can tell that she can't understand them in a sense because, like, when it's them talking directly to her, it's just like the mice. It's unintelligible, kind of skittering, but you can, mm-hmm. but you can still make out occasional words. It's like. But when it's just the animals talking amongst the animals, you can make it out much clearer. Uh, it's it's still a little broken with like yeah, but and then, like and then the word yeah, yeah, but it's like they they make it much more uh, when they're just talking amongst themselves. Recognize the words much more, and you, you can realize that they're really talking to one another. And so, so like you could tell that Cinderella doesn't understand what they're saying. It's like a lassie situation, like. She's piecing together what they're saying, but not not doesn't know what words she's saying. Um, so uh, I I remember reading somewhere that Lucifer is based off of the animator's cat, right? Uh, most, uh, pretty much any animal would be based off of like dogs and cats are usually based off of at the time an early um, an early version of Lucifer or Lucifer. Uh, <laughs> Um, looks looks surprisingly like when you see like the storyboard stuff, he looks surprisingly like Garfield, just like brown. <laughs> uh, like it's he just hates like, Mondays in Bruno. Yeah, yeah, it's just like this little. He's just like more rounded and plump. He looks less uh, traditional, like mischievous and mean in this one. Like he still looks, mm. um, you know, foul. But it's you know, it's like what if Garfield were brown? And that's sort of. Like what some of the early storyboard stuff of him looks like. It's it's really fun. It made me laugh when I saw the picture the first time. I was like, wow, yeah. they just made they made Garfield in nineteen fifty, you know? <laughs> there's a you, you know when you when you really look at Lucifer in this movie, there's elements of Lucifer in the Cheshire Cat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's the very because uh, they obviously were working on both of these the exact same time. Right. Um, because yeah, uh the next movie after this one is Alice in Wonderland, and that's coming out the very next year. Uh, just big, uh, just big, fat head, giant yeah. body. Yeah. Um, but you know, um, yeah, you get to uh, so you, you you're introduced to the family, the stepsisters, uh, through just 
the most obnoxious bell ringing. You could like it's even driving you crazy in the movie. Like <laughs> they're just yeah, yeah, they, yeah, like they want their breakfast. Yeah, they want their breakfast. Yeah. And, and she has to she has to feed the cat first is the one of the rules before she which like, is the silliest like it's like no feed the cat first then you bring us our breakfast and after the cat's fed then we'll wake up and bring us our breakfast she um, hears the bells when she's rescuing uh, Gus from uh, Lucifer basically yeah yeah so um, yeah, you know, you're interested, introduced to all of like the birds and the mice helping her out, getting ready in the morning, and then they pull her into the uh, uh, stairway to because now there's been a mouse that's been captured, um, and it's it's Gus, uh, the, the little plump mouse that uh, I don't know what the voice is they're going for, but it's. It borders on offense. It borders on offensive, <laughs> like just a simpleton kind of thing. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like well, because like Jacques at least kind of has like a I don't like you know poor Italian sort of or Parisian like thing going for him. Like it's just like living on this like a like a bum on the streets of Italy <laughs> going for him. <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah. like, Gus, well, Gus has no accent. Just he just talks in a very simple uh, tone, and I don't know. I don't know what they're going for with Gus, other than what we're implying they're going for with Gus. <laughs> yeah, and to make matters worse, Gus is a problem to this whole movie. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's all he's and he's constantly trying to pick a fight, which is <laughs> with Lucifer. Yeah. 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 Just, but um yeah, it's it's um what did you originally name like your name is going to be did you say Octavius? Yes. <laughs> but we'll call you Gus for short, and I'm like, is that short? Where do you, <laughs> that <laughs> Where do you get that from? Is Gus is Oct- Dr. Gus <laughs> Spider <laughs> Spider Man's villain, Dr. Gus. <laughs> Doctor Otto Gus. Suddenly, he's a lot less threatening. Like, yeah, I've never. Heard, I, I maybe it is. Maybe it's like the Kennedys, where it's like his like Jack isn't short for John, but he goes by Jack. Is the next commonplace? Like, maybe it is. I don't know. I don't. Spider Man's two two greatest villains are named Norman and Gus. <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I, I had to like rewind to make sure she said Octavius, and I was like, I don't. Where do you even get Gus at? Like the us at the end of it, I guess. But that's about it. <laughs> There's a so I don't I don't know if you you got the same uh, feeling as, as I did when I saw this, but when she's looking in the cage at Gus, she there's this she's making this really creepy <laughs> the, face. The glaring into the through the bars is the thing. Yeah, it is. It's super creepy. It's super creepy because it's super detailed. Like yeah, being like like the like the like the lines in her eyes and like it's this like and I don't know what the ex- like the expression she's making isn't like happiness. It, I don't or, know what like or I, I don't know. It's 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 very uncanny valley. It's yeah. very uncanny valley. Oh no. It's, yeah, it's it's like they took the live action actress and just painted over it, and that's what you got. 
I don't which, I don't like that scene. <laughs> no, it, yeah, no, it stuck out to me. Um, that's really the only scene that's like, um, like animation wise, like not good in this because I don't think it's yeah. even. Yeah, it doesn't look like everything else is smooth and um, it's a lot of cri- the line, The lines are real crisp in this movie, and yes. the coloring is real well done, and the animation is the scene. The the famous scene where she gets the where the uh, fairy godmother puts the dress on her um, is a gorgeous piece of animation. Yeah, uh, and well, anytime uh, anytime you see the Disney reels of like the, the you know like the Disney through the years, that's always the scene they use is yeah the fairy godmother. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so yeah, so you have you get you just get cut for the next. The next uh, leg of the movie after rescuing Gus is just sort of Cinderella being uh, abused by her family. Uh, never and balancing like three trays on her head up the stairs and it's weird. Yeah, I, you know what's funny about that scene after I watched the movie? I got that, um, a Disney Archives book. It's a big, yeah, I showed you the book. Uh, <laughs> right. It it covers um, Disney from like 1928 to 1968. It's a big, thick book, and it's uh, um, and it has a couple of uh, the live action shots they filmed in there. And that's one of the live action shots. They show the actress on the stairs holding all of these plates with dishes and stuff on them. And I'm like, you know, it's 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 like wow, they just went all in. Like you didn't have to have her holding the stuff like you could have just had her holding plates or something on her hands it didn't have to be loaded with dishes but they did it apparently that apparently there wasn't an actor's union back then (laughs) (laughs) hey so you brought up live action um they shot this almost entirely in live action first right oh yeah oh yeah that was um that was that was part of the process Um, especially for the especially for the big moves because it's Especially back in this time, it's hard to animate um, people. Like yeah. it, it's because if you're just a little bit off, um, and you're hand animating everything, it's not like computers where you can sort of futz about with things after it's done. You know, fiddle around and stuff. Like everything's hand animated. So if something's a little wrong, if a couple of frames are weird and jittery, it, it kind of ruins the the image that you're seeing on screen. So a lot of it is film a real person doing it use it as reference. Sometimes they'll use it and paint over it, like, you know, rotoscoping, um, depending on um, where you're at in production or where Walt's head is at the time. Um, This was a big movie for the studio. At this point, um, Roy was ready to shut down the animation department. (laughs) Like, there's... They're losing money, yeah. They're losing money in, you know, World War II almost, you know, the 40s almost devastated him with the war and the strike and everything, but um, Walt was never going to give up on that dream. Um, so, but yeah, so back on track to the movie. So after you, you know, yeah, after you meet Gus, he gets him all dressed up in his ill-fitting shirt. Uh, they, uh, his Luke Cage vest, yeah. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just a lot of her being forced into all of her chores and then, um, and then you get, uh, then you finally meet the uh, the king and the duke and 
uh, all the prints and all the characters and where, where the plot finally starts to pick up for the movie. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the, the king uh, at uh, every... Uh, or, or is it a king? I don't know what the heck... Because, yeah, he's a prince, so he's a king, right? Yeah, that, yeah. A king. yeah, yeah the yeah. Duke is the guy with the, guy, the, yeah. the monocle. Yeah, so, um, so he's on the verge of death every every time you see him because he is just he just flies into a rage his face turns bright red he's like he's like towards the end it's like or after uh cinderella the cinderella ball scene and everything and the duke informs him that she got away he has to remind him about his high blood pressure be reminded about his high blood pressure it's that like he is knocking on heaven's door through this, <laughs> entire, this entire film and uh, he's he's obsessed with having grandchildren yes like where the queen is we don't know obviously dead at this point because uh, he was obsessed with having children so yeah 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 uh, it, it would have been like you know king henry or something like well you gave me a you gave me a daughter again off with her head you know yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so now he's got his son and now he's waiting for grandchildren so um and that's that's literally the plot it's not a joke that's like you wants he misses the pitter patter of feet in the hallways it's, it's like an actual line <laughs> there, there's actually a scene in the movie where he's dreaming about playing with grandchildren yeah. <laughs> these very um, aryan looking grandchildren so he's already got cinderella picked out as the <laughs> but uh yeah so you get um you get uh you get the king's uh evil plan now at this point uh, so to speak of setting up a ball to try and get the prince to pick anybody <laughs> anybody at all he doesn't care just pick somebody <laughs> we just need a warm body so it's like it's just like mcdonald's we just need people <laughs> yeah um and uh so so then so word gets out and everyone's invited um and Cinderella gets, she can go if she finishes all of her chores and has a suitable dress to wear. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you can see where that's going. Yep. <laughs> um, she finds her mom's dress and she wants to, you know, work on it. But she never can because her family, her stepsisters and stepmother are constantly uh, bugging her. <laughs> Making try trying to sabotage her at every step of the way, um, and that's when you get the uh, not the not the first song in the movie, but one of the uh, well, this would have been like the second major song of the movie with the Cinderella song, where the yeah. where the mice are singing about the Cinderella, Cinderella, night and day, it's Cinderella, um, and, and they, they, they make her dress, make her the dress. Um, uh, the first song is out the gate with. Uh, a dream is a wish your heart makes, which is, um, it's a big Disney song. Like they use that. Yes. When they can. They use it's, that. It's, it's when you it's wish like, upon a star. And this you know. one. Yeah. It's like, this is number two. Yeah. But yeah. a close number two. Yeah. But, um, but the song that we're going to be introduced to in a little bit is like the biggest song from the movie, despite those. <laughs> so, yes. um, but, um, so yeah, everything, uh, she gets all she gets all of her chores done, and they're about to uh, 
the stepsisters and the stepmother are getting ready to go out. And then Cinderella says, I can't go. I don't have a dress. It's like, oh, what a shame. So, uh, but then she, uh, then her mice friends uh, reveal the uh, dress to her. So she finally gets to uh, put on her dress. Uh, Gus yelling happy birthday like he's Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> happy birthday! <laughs> it's, uh, it's great. And so, uh, and so she comes downstairs with her dress. And uh, you, you were then presented with uh, the scene that, from what I understand, your son absolutely hated me. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, where the stepsisters notice that parts of their uh, accessories are on the dress, they tear it off Cinderella. Yeah. While, like, uh, while the it's wicked on her. stepmother, yeah, who yeah. looks like a young B. Arthur, uh, <laughs> stands there smiling. Yeah. And cool. my son, uh, just shut down emotionally. <laughs> so shut down. It is. It's. It's an upsetting scene. Like it's. Yeah. Pl- it's. It's animated upsetting when she. When it's all said and done, and she's standing there with this really nice dress, just in tatters, like hanging off her shoulder, and holes and stuff in it. Like it's. It seems like it's from a different movie. Like this. Point. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's. Um, it like you. It's kind of. I wonder. Like. How, Watching this in 1950, what that scene, how that scene would have gone over in a theater. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's rough, um, and so obviously it's depressed, and so now she doesn't have, she doesn't have a her dress that she needs to go to the ball, um, which is uh, as she's uh, as she's out in the garden after they left, she goes to the garden and starts crying. And it's when you're introduced to the uh, fairy godmother. Yes. And um, one of the more iconic Disney characters is the fairy godmother from this movie. I would say so, yeah. Um, that's just because she just looks like a, a, a she, she breaks the mold out of all of the other sort of previous characters. She just looks like a, like a plump, happy grandma. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, like- there's nothing magical looking about her outside of the fact where she just can like do magic. So, she, um, she looks like Sypha from Castlevania three. <laughs> <her. laughs> uh, uh, I'm sorry. I derailed the show. <laughs> it, derailed it. it killed it. Uh, anyways. Um, the scene where she pulls the magic wand out of thin air yeah. looks really cool. Like it's just a yeah. simple it's just a simple piece of animation that isn't much of anything, but it just looks really yeah. striking. Um, and that's when you get to Biffity Boppity Boo, which is like the most iconic song from like this movie. Like even though I bet you most people wouldn't know that uh, a dream uh, is a wish your heart makes is from this movie. With before, like you would probably pick a different Disney Disney movie, like Sleeping Beauty or something. Before, yeah, Bippity Boppity Boo is very much like you know what movie that's from. You know the exact scene it's from. You can picture it in your head. You can picture her like conducting with her magic wand. Uh, right. <laughs> what's going on to that song? Um, it's a big song and uh, it's a great song. It, it gets it's it's the, it gets the emotion across and it's kind of it's an earworm kind of song. Like you'll hear it and then like. You'll be humming it 
it, it it's it's also nice to have that song, that kind of like happy jaunty song after the dress tearing scene. Yeah, because yeah. it's like oh boy. Yeah, so the fairy godmother does her thing. She gets her. She turns a pumpkin into a coat. She turns the mice into horses. She, um, she turns the dog into the sh- chaperone, <laughs> the, the, the chauffeur, yeah, the footman, um, and turns the horse into the coach driver. <laughs> but um, it's a uh, yeah. <laughs> you already had you already had a horse. You, had, you turned a horse, <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, and, and, and uh, scares Lucifer off <laughs> because of that. um. But um, it's uh, and then she gets the uh, thing like you can stay out until midnight, but once midnight hits, the spell's done. So you know you establish the rule set for this piece of magic out the gate. We all know that part of the story and by midnight. So, so here's and, a funny thing about this: like that's it for the fairy godmother. <laughs> yeah, you never see her again. You never see her again. I thought she was in this movie more. No, she gets she's one- not. She gets a musical number and she's out to, I don't, I don't know what else, like, yeah, she's gone. You never see her again. She's out turning more uh, practical things into impractical things. Yeah. Why not, why not just make the horse a better horse temporarily? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) She's like, like, oh, you're going to go on my dinner ride? Well... (laughs) Let's turn this seal into a husky, and let's turn these huskies into <laughs> snow boots. So, um, so yeah, you get the you you get her going to the get going to the ball. The prince falls immediately in love with her, like as is the as is Disney tradition. <laughs> well, there, there's this, there's a great scene before Cinderella shows up where uh, the stepsisters uh, are there and like your grace. And they make this face at the prince, and he just kind of glances up at the at the king, like, "Really, <laughs> really?" Everyone, huh? Just everyone. Yeah. Just, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Let's keep the, the line prince, moving. Yeah. yeah the, the prince is having absolutely none of this party. And he knows what's up out the gate. It's not like it was a particularly good plan because he knew what the king's plan was with this. Like, without without him saying it, he knew. Like. I, this is just a scheme for you to try to get me to marry somebody. Um, Which it, it, it kind of it's kind of a similar thing to the fairy godmother, where he's pretty much in this scene and then the end of the movie, and that's it. Yeah, he's yeah, not this get, very much either. Yeah, you basically get three scenes with the king. You get the introduction of the king where he's setting up the plot. You get this. You get the ballroom scene, and then you get the marriage scene, and that's it. Yeah. With the king. Um, you get a lot more of the Grand Duke. A lot more yeah. of the Grand Duke. Yes, yes. Uh, he, uh, boy, the king, uh, we'll get to that in a second, but uh, the king, jeez, almost cuts off his nose and it made me cringe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, the so king looks like a big babam from Mario 64. <laughs> he does. He does look exactly like King, he looks like King Babam. Like it's the inspiration <laughs> for King Babam. He's going to run behind him and throw him to the ground. I mean, and it doesn't. It helps that the uh, that the Grand Duke looks like he could be Luigi. So, <laughs> oh my God, he could. Uh, but yeah, so you know, Cinderella's there. The the prince falls in love with her. Uh, the evil stepmother kind of recognizes her and can't figure it out, but clearly kind of figures it out, but not really. 
it's it's like the Clark Kent uh, uh, glasses thing. Like, uh, oh, there's something familiar about that. Like, it's literally your stepdaughter with a tiara and a better dress on. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, but then you know they're dancing outside. They leave the party to go dancing outside. <laughs> Which is, I don't know, I found that funny, like, ditch the yeah. party. <laughs> you want to get out of here? Yeah. Well the, well, the great thing is, like, when, you know, the clock starts midnight, and Cinderella's like, oh, I never got a chance to talk to the prince. So yeah. she never knew it was him. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, you know, and so you get the clock strikes midnight, so she has to book it. And, because things, you know, with everything, as she's running off, Everything is turning, reverting back to its original state. Um, she loses her sh- she loses her slipper, obviously. That's the plot. That's the bulk of the movie. That's the important part of the movie. She loses the glass slipper, and, and which is, I still don't understand why glass slipper. Like to this day, I, like I, I googled it. Like were glass slippers a thing at some point, or was In there seventies some- maybe? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But like With goldfish in the bottom. Yeah, like I'm, I'm so it's like, is, was there like, is it like Fabergé eggs where it was just sort of a like a thing? Like you didn't, you just had it. It was decorated, but it doesn't really seem like it. It seems like in some versions of the story there were like gold shoes. Yeah. Um, there was, I, there was like a theory that it was a mistranslation and they're actually made of fur, but that's not true. It wasn't a mistranslation. It's just it's a glass slipper. And I just, again, I don't understand why it makes no sense. Like maybe crystal, something a little more stout than glass. Yeah. Maybe that's an implication, but it's just glass slipper. And like, it seems impractical. It seems impractical for various reasons. There's no give. It's glass. Like it'd be impossible to have even weight distribution constantly. Like it would and be. Yeah. And there's heels. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like so, imagine. Imagine dancing in a shoe made out of a solid material, even if it was just wood, like something that's I not. Don't gonna... think I, could, I don't think I could walk to the kitchen in a solid material shoe. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. So, so. Uh, there's a, okay. So here's my question. And I, it's been a source of debate for years. And let me, I want to hear your take on it. Cause I have a theory. So everything disappears. Everything goes back to normal the way it was. Yeah. But the glass slippers are still there. Yeah. Does the fact that the Duke picks up one of them kind of retain its I don't know, corporeal <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't I don't know. She looks up and asks and says, like, after she finds that she still has one of the slippers, she looks up and thanks the fairy godmother, implying yeah. that it's like a gift left behind. Right. But I also think, well, probably the reason why they're glass is because you can't, you couldn't make another one and it could only fit her foot because it fits exactly her foot. So like if it was a fabric, something you could sort of fake, you know, make another one or something, but you can't do that with glass. And I think like the fairy godmother was just, it was just her playing matchmaker essentially at the end. Like so that was so it was so the, the glass slippers were like uh on picture day you get to keep the comb that you use well and, and based off of when we get to the uh spoiler alert the uh the king sends out the uh uh 
the the Duke to find every woman in the, in town and make them try on the shoe. So, because the prince will only marry Cinderella. That's just that's just the, that's just how it is. Find her, and I'm going to marry her. Nobody else. Yep. And um, and it literally it just has to fit the first girl. It fits. Yeah, that's what that, he's marrying. Yeah, he, and he says as much. It doesn't matter. Just let it get on the foot. So, um, thank God nobody else was her size. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess because again, because it's glass, it could only fit one person. I yeah. mean, like even like my size, like you know, a size twelve can fit any, anybody that's a size twelve. But like, it's form-footed specifically for her foot through magic alone. So yeah. <laughs> um. So I, I mean, like, yeah, I guess it could, it could go onto the foot of another person, but doesn't mean it's gonna fit. I guess. Which we um, see with the stepsisters. Yeah. Um, who have like Shaquille O'Neal sized feet when they're yeah. trying them on? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's bad. It's a, yeah, that was that's 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 an upsetting scene just to see like the feet, just like these novelty size uh, sideshow Bob feet. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know what like. I, d- I don't know why that's like the fairy godmother is just playing the matchmaker for this whole thing. Like that's her big goal is to get her married. <laughs> Turns out but, it was actually the king in disguise. It wouldn't surprise me. This king is scheming left and right. Uh, you just pull pull the Scooby Doo mask off and boom, it's the king. But uh, yeah, so um, you know, fast forward to. Uh, the, the uh, back to the Cinderella residence, where um, now they, it's become uh, it's become known that the Duke is coming around and checking the, every foot of every person. Uh, that's a woman. Uh, seems a little uh, nowadays, like you know, hey, maybe you don't know. Could have try try it on a couple of guys. I don't know. Maybe it'll fit. It just well, I mean, also like you know, she was blonde, so. Just tried on blonde women. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they did far too much legwork. There's a really easy way to guess who this uh, situation. Does she wear glasses? No. Okay, we're gonna flip down those tiles. <laughs> it's literally guess who. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then we get this. We, so I remember when I was a kid, the scene where the stepmother kind of creeps up the stairs and locks her in there. Yeah. I thought she was gonna try to murder her. Yeah, well, they seem to apply that. The um the introduction scene that we skipped past of uh, evil stepmother, where she's you know, uh, the, with after the stepsisters are saying like you know she did the prank kind of thing, like she put mm-hmm. the mouse on the thing, and so you have her just sitting in her bed and you just slowly reveal her shadow and Lucifer's eyes, and so, like that's a really creepy looking scene and it really it really plays a hitchcockian murderer vibe to her so uh, it's very it's very uh palpatine yeah so so anyways she locks her into the tower because she wants none of that she doesn't want to even risk cinderella for some reason uh <laughs> uh you know you would think like no she figures it out yeah she figures it out i mean like she figures what, it out like you would have 
even if it was Cinderella, you would have an in with the king. It may not be the daughters that you want, but you have a in now with the royal family. Uh, well, I, I suppose, but like if Cinderella had the least bit of malice, like, sweet, I'm royalty now. Guess who's getting executed tomorrow? <laughs> she, but she, but she simply doesn't because regardless of everything, she's like still, you know, very sweet and naive and sweet, naive to this, these people. Uh, so, you know, it, but you have the scene of the animals trying to get the key and breaking Cinderella out of the, uh, um, tower, that, where, like this weird house that they live in. That's like multi floors. <laughs> it's it's got it's got a tower on it that you can walk her into, essentially, <laughs> like a spiral staircase. <laughs> Apparently, the Duke is just okay, just like hang out for six hours while they try to get the, the shoe on, and while Gustin, <laughs> Gus is trying to get the key up the stairs, and they uh. And uh, they uh, they straight up kill that cat. <laughs> yeah, he falls out of the tower, and that's it. He never. It's not a small fall. That uh, cat's dead. The dead cat. Uh, like, <laughs> uh, here's the thing: it, it, if I were going to pick a character that I would have liked to see die this movie, it would have been the cat. <laughs> the cat is I, a product of his bad upbringing. Yeah, the cat. The cat's just more. The cat's just more like mischievous and cat-like than evil. Like, yeah, he's his name to, is Lucifer, though. So let's be fair. He's yeah. probably a little bit evil. Yeah, but I mean, like the most evil you see him do is try to like, like mostly he just wants to kill the mice, and it's like well, that's what cats do. Like, he's okay, a cat. I get it. It's a cat. That's like you're not supposed to be friends with mice. This is where the plague came from. Like, you know, like, uh, so. Yeah, but no, that, uh, that Lucifer, can't. Lucifer with a plague mask, like Marty's scroll. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, that cat's dead. And Cinderella gets out after the Duke is about to leave. And, um, he has to, he has to put the slipper on it because she's the last woman, the very last woman, like, period, in this thing. So, but of course, loving, a. uh, Lady Tremaine being as like genuinely evil <laughs> trips him, <laughs> and the slipper breaks. Oh, oh. But man, Cinderella just with that power move of like, yeah, that's okay, but I have a slipper too. So. <laughs> Yo, check this out real quick. Yeah, just that, like, just like she knew that was gonna happen and had the slipper on her, and just like that's all right because I have this one. <laughs> the look like, of the look of horror on Lady Tremaine's face cracked me up. It made me laugh. It was hilarious. Just like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> She's going to have us executed. <laughs> so yeah, no, the the, 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 she, the slipper fits on. You cut to a marriage scene. Uh, I like it when she kisses the king on, on their way out, and he mm-hmm. just turns beet red again. He is on the verge of death. Like look, she wants she wants to send to that throne quick. Yeah. Like <laughs> you're cute. Yeah, there's like uh yeah, there he's got a good like after the end of this movie, what, two, three months until he finally his heart just stops. <laughs> the, the king is like one gram of sodium away from just kicking off. Yeah. 
and then you get and then it ends with and they lived happily ever after so it starts with the traditional um once upon a time it ends with and they lived happily ever after and wrap it up happy yeah, that's it and, and like that was the goal of the movie was um you're gonna you start with uh, uh once upon a time you're gonna end with happily ever after you know the slipper's gonna fit it's just all about the journey and that was yeah. the that was the point of the movie and they executed it masterfully in this. It's a perfect Disney fairy tale. Like it's it's the it, right length of time too. It's a it's, it's like the perfect length of time. Yeah, it's like like sixty two minutes or something. Yeah, like it doesn't it does not waste your. It's like boom, this is the story. Yeah. Here it is. Yeah, it's got just a handful of songs and just the right amount of songs in it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's. It's like master it's it's a it's the return to form and they came out guns a blazing mm-hmm. and you know this or is gus a blazing nice okay sure no. <laughs> mm. you tried you failed that's a, that's but you a, tried. That's, that's the important thing is i tried yeah but uh you know this is one of the uh, it's it's assumed that this is probably the first movie that the uh, nine old men the disney nine old men um, worked on as a unit, like they've been with right. the studio through various things, but this is the first time as a like as them working on a movie together. Um, you know where the name uh, <laughs> where the name uh, Nine Old Men came from? I, I assume it's the name Walt gave them because they weren't old at the time. No, uh, well, it's because they've been there for a while, but um, <laughs> it's uh, it was a um, it was a Supreme Court nickname um, because it was um, the New Deal. Uh, oh. So <laughs> uh, Franklin Roosevelt was upset with the Supreme Court and called them the, you know, they're just the nine old men. And so it mm-hmm. just says, you know, as a, you know, just to be an ass to these people because he was, he was upset that they were sort of impeding his progress and what he was trying to accomplish. So, um, so that, so it, it's just, that's where that name came from. It was the Supreme court nine old men. So it was, it was sort of a tongue in cheek kind of name for these, uh, the group of long time, uh, long-term animators that they had. Hang How can you name them all off the top of your head? Uh, Mark Davis, Ollie Johnston, Ward Kimball. Frank Thomas, uh, Les Clark. I think that's about the best I can do because <laughs> I know I there's a couple. I can only do Frank Ollie and Ward Campbell, so that's more than. <laughs> well, I, Mark Davis is an easy one because he was also like a major um, uh, Disneyland man, yeah. the guy behind Disney rides too. And Frank and Ollie were like, you know, close to one another. Like there, there was a documentary called Frank and Ollie. Uh, and, um, Which is super sweet, by the way. Yes, and um, Ward Kimball has a major role in Walt's life, um, like with like like thanks to Ward Kimball, Walt is like was a train guy kind of thing. But um, a couple of the other names just always elude me because like I know one of them's name is Milt, but I can't remember his last name. <laughs> so, that to be fair, that is an old man name. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so 
Cinderella. It, uh, it, it, this movie was a long time coming, just like yep. the next next couple. Like you know, like I said earlier, they like I think the earliest version of this movie existed in the forties uh, um, mm. when they started really working on it. And so like the first draft was forty uh, three. I think I just read in the book, um, but obviously things were happening at the studio and so these these um these long form pictures and like also um you had you had them diversifying what they were their output a little bit they were doing more, more live action stuff you know they were right. working on like song of the south was a big movie that's so dear to my heart was another one um other like live action stuff was a big thing for them at the time too so like I was saying earlier, Roy was kind of ready to like, we, we can't, this is a money losing operation at this point. We need to set, shut down the animation side of it. And obviously, like I said, Walt was never going to allow that. He knew that there was, there was going to be a return for um, what they were doing. At the, back to single, single subject fairy tales that made them famous. Um, and you know it, it worked. I mean, the, the things like um, uh, the success, uh, the, the failures of some of the other movies. I was about to say success, but that's the wrong word. That was the exact opposite of what I needed. Um, um, the failures of some of the movies sort of put them behind a little bit because, like, you were getting bank loans denied to them. Um, to make movies because there, there was no, um, there, there was no faith in the studio right. at this point. Um, and they were already in debt and you want another loan to make another movie while you're working on three others, you know, you're trying, you're, you're, you're spending too much time. Um, so after the after the package features, basically, despite, despite being relatively successful, there were still failures because they weren't really bringing in a whole lot of money. They might have brought in some money, but they weren't really bringing in a bunch of money because they had, you know, especially with package features, you're paying a lot of people because you're doing, you know, four or five different shorts in a movie. Um, you're you're not getting entertainers. Yeah, you're, uh, you know, Bing Crosby isn't cheap in, you know, in the 40s. 19, 1949, no. Yeah. So, um, but, um, you know, pr- production costs were, um, they're trying to reduce budget costs, but you really can't in the term of, of what a cartoon is doing. You really, it's hard. Cutting corners doesn't work for a cartoon. Like a, like a, you know, if it's a live action movie, you can cut corners because like, you, can, you know, make a single set or, you know, not, mm. yes, you can but like if you once you cut corners in a cartoon you're just you're making a still image at a certain point you know what i mean like what yeah. do you are, are you like you can't cut corners of animation like oh i don't know oh yeah. <laughs> tell I mean, that the cats don't dance yeah i mean <laughs> i mean you well especially at especially at that point it was there were so many people doing animation that it was there wasn't still wasn't a whole lot of people doing theatrical animation in 1950 so you know and, and the technology still hadn't really evolved to a 
to a particularly high degree. So cutting corners means black and white, essentially. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's the yeah. color you cut. Um, so this but, is basically Disney's Silver Age, I guess we'd call it, right? Yeah, basically. I mean, yeah, yeah. This I is their Amazing Fantasy Fifteen. Yes, I mean, not too. I mean, yeah, that's a good sort of way of putting it. So, uh, but Walt knew that if we go, if we just like just hunker down and go back to what we were doing, we can save this. We can we can do this. We can make this. We, we can we can make cartoons important again for us and for the studio and for the country um, and you know foreign foreign money is going to start coming back in soon that was a major yeah. problem that they were having is foreign debts um, you know the money was either tied up in europe or uh, they were they just weren't getting it at all so um uh, so they start working on basically all the the next three kind of not simultaneously but around the same time um which would be Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, like you said. Um, and, you know, they're putting the top talent on these movies because um, you have to. You, 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 need to. you need to have Snow White again. You need to come out of the gate with Snow White once again to sort of reboot the franchise, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, so by... So at a... Um, uh, so once they found once once Cinderella, um, it was sort of like basically the reason why Cinderella came first than Alice in Wonderland was because Cinderella sort of just developed and progressed a lot faster than Alice in Wonderland. So once it was like okay, we're far ahead on Cinderella, so we're gonna fast track this one. This is the one that's going to be the next movie, and um, uh. So it's this is there hasn't been a Bambi was the last single subject movie at this point, right? And so that's uh, so so that's why that's why you get Cinderella over Alice in Wonderland um, next is because it just happens and, and, to be and, one. And you, and you probably it, it's probably a better a better known story still, even though Alice in Wonderland had been kind of around for a while. But like you know, this was a grim based on a grim fairy tale, wasn't it? Um, I think no, it, I think, it was not I, a Grimm. No, I think Grimm did a version of a fairy tale. Yes, this, this predates that. This is just yeah, like, yeah. Um, but uh, this was also a movie where um, Walt is becoming less involved with the cartoons. Um, he's still there. He's still make. He still. It's it's uh, it's like uh, to to go into a. Uh, set of mind that we're used to going into. If you think of it like um, Vince McMahon is to the WWE. Yeah. Um, he still is okaying everything and he's still putting input in, but he's not involved in the overall production and <laughs> it, it, well, just just the final legs of the movie. Once it's done and coming together, he's he's in gorilla position now, <laughs> making sure everything's uh, coming along. But like I, like just make sure the just make sure the prince goes over, pal. <laughs> exactly. Um, like, well, I mean, also this I, is 1950, so like he, Walt's already kind of got Disneyland in the back of his mind. Well, at this point, he would be deep in the trains. Yeah. So Disneyland is kind of a Disneyland that we know isn't really 
uh, permeating his mind space yet, but it's kind of there. But he's got ideas, and he's really in the trains. Like, right. Really in the trains. Like he has he, a train in his backyard. Has a train in his backyard. He had to sign a <laughs> he had to sign a contract with his wife Lillian um, <laughs> because she didn't want the train to go through her garden. So it was like that was like the deal. Like you can have your train, but it has to go. Like they were just having he was just having fun with her because he's a studio executive. But like he built a tr- he built it so the train goes under her garden. <laughs> Wait. Like, uh- do you remember that? What was the Donald Duck cartoon where Donald has a train in his backyard and Chip and Dale are kind of like in the way a little bit? Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's Walt's life, and I'm sure that's 100. Uh, percent kind of they're kind of they're kind of like just toying in with them a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like but and um, when did a Treasure Island come out? Because I think that was one of his big like. So yeah, Treasure Treasure Island is the same year as this. Okay, so which is also a success. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, massive success. Um, and I, Walt was more focused on Treasure Island than he was on Cinderella. Um, and for, I mean, you know, he's he's having again, he's having to spend like you know European money on these uh, <laughs> on these movies. So it's like right. the travel would go around. And, um, the, the, you know, live action movies are the movies that are going to bring the money and that lets you make a cartoon and that's still sort of the disney way to this to, to this day like the cartoons still get to exist because they bring in so much money from other stuff um, yeah so you, you you have to you have to to get princess and the frog you have to deal with cory in the house <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um but uh uh yeah, there, there, there wasn't like, like it, it just it was just full steam ahead for the studio. It wasn't right. There wasn't there was no controversy behind it. There was no like, you know, there's no war. There's no strikes. You have your cabal of animators that are a big deal for the studio. You have your best men working on these things. Like, you know, it, it's it's a typical film production at this point, and it came together smoothly without you know. The only hiccups were the fact that they were working on these during the 40s. And, right. you know, they're having financial issues. But Walt was so confident that this would work that there wasn't any, there wasn't a whole lot of worry for him on these. Yeah. But there was. Well, I, mean, but, I mean, this is also like, you know, early 1950s post war America where the economy is booming. So people have the money to go to the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, um, the uh, the movie is just a a absolute smash hit. Like yeah. um, critical uh, critical reception was through the roof for it. Um, it. People loved the way it looked. People uh, loved the music. People loved the you know Disney being back. People were saying it was it was the most critically uh, successful movie since Dumbo. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I like it, it. It's box office was, I think over $4 million in $1950. So, which is quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, it has a, uh, lifetime domestic gross of $96 million. Um, Good grief. 
yeah, uh, and it's worldwide gross as of like by after its its final release was in '95 uh, in theaters. So it it has a lifetime gross of uh, $540 million. So. And he got the well, when was the uh, the last Blu-ray release? Uh, like not. Oh, it was, it was a uh, while ago, wasn't it? A while ago? No, no, they put out a... For the 50th uh, anniversary? Yeah, last year they put out a... They put, okay. out a, they put out a new one last year for... Uh, when they were doing the Diamond Editions where they're right. re-releasing, where they're re-releasing the previous ones but in a... Uh, with a digital copy. <laughs> basically. Right. Um, it was nominated for three Academy Awards. Um, best music. Uh, what was it? Best music. Now I have to look it up again. Where's my notes? Uh, best sound. Best music. And uh, best original song. Yeah. So, um, it didn't win any of them, but uh, it nominated. I mean, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo was best original song nomination, which is kind of right. funny because you feel like. Um, uh, a dreams of wish your heart makes would be the like academy nominated song, but not bibbity bobbity boo. Well, like you said, it was an earworm, so maybe that was part of it. Like, yeah, you kind of you kind of get, get stuck in your head a little bit. It's the um, <laughs> it's the uh, uh, sorry, my camera messed up there. <laughs> it's the uh, yeah, exactly. It's the uh, um. Who's afraid of the big bad wolf kind of situation? Right. Yeah. Uh, which uh, you know we we'll touch on that at some point, like some of the some of the non movie stuff. But like, who's afraid of the big bad wolf was this absolutely massive song for the country, and it, it for uh, the Three Little Pigs Silly Symphony, and Bibbidi Boppity Boo is sort of the same sort of thing. It's like supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Right. Kind of situation. It, it 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 it's it, it's just it's something you can just kind of sing the hook for it, and that's all you need. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: is you probably know Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo, and you, you might have never even seen Cinderella or even seen all of it, just yeah. parts of it. Like, but you know the song. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. But um, so that that t- that touches down on our. Um, is there a. Uh, you know, hit song for the movie. And yes, there's like, yes. there's two hit songs. I mean, uh, A Dream's a Wish Your Heart Makes is like a Disney classic and it's a b- big song for them. Like, you hear it like in comp- compilations and the theme park, it shows up a lot. And, you know, it, and Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo is like just. It was in a, yeah. it was in a car commercial last year, I think. <laughs> it was. It's a, it's a pop culture song. Yes, and, it is. And like, it's, you know, it's it's a big deal. It's a big song, and yeah. like they have. And we'll get to that now. Um, theme park wise, um, Cinderella's castle obviously is the castle at Walt Disney World. Yes, um, and they made a Lego set of it, uh, which you bought. I did buy. Yes, I did. Didn't I come with a Cinderella though. Does not come with a Cinderella because yeah. it's. It's funny because they don't 
call it Cinderella's Castle. But it clearly is Cinderella's Castle. It's, it's Cinderella's Castle because it's they just call it Disney Castle. Uh, and it's, uh, it is a really good recreation of the Disney World Castle. And the Disney right. World Castle is Cinderella's Castle. But it's just easier to call it the Disney Castle because it's sort of the... It's not even the iconic castle, which is funny because, like, the Disneyland Castle... It's probably more the, like the Sleeping Beauty Castle, yeah. The Sleeping Beauty Castle, but yeah. um, but I think the Disney World Castle has better. The Cinderella Castle has more um, castle-like uh, qualities to it. A lot of tall, spiky spires. And it's got a big clock on it. Like, you and, know, you've, like and, and you've seen both in person, so you can you know yeah you 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 can compare them uh, really yeah. So, um, so yeah, and, and there is a, like, one of those, like, children's, like, fashion accessory stores at the Disneyland called the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, Boutique, which is, um, that's a great name. Yes, it is. <laughs> but, um, there's no ride. There's no, like. No, but what, I mean, I guess you could make the pumpkin, like, pumpkin, yeah. pumpkin carriage a ride if you wanted yeah. to. But there's kind of, yeah, like what would what would but I was gonna say like what would the ride be? But most of them rides, especially based on movies, are just a dark ride through this plot of the movie. So yeah, it would just yeah. be you in a pumpkin carriage going through the plot of the movie, which makes sense. But you know, how many more of those do you need? Right. <laughs> so, um, um, but you know, having a castle, an a castle completely to yourself, is more than enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, and boy, uh, sequels. Uh, at least at least two, right? Two sequels and a live action remake. Right. Yeah, I, for- I forgot the live action remake. Yeah, I've never seen the live action remake. Me either. I think it's on. I think once it's on freeform occasionally. It doesn't surprise me. It's a Kenneth Branagh movie. Which... What? Is he shirtless yeah. in it? <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna make. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, the, from the guy who brought you Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and Thor. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. So, yeah, it's, I guess it makes sense. I mean, he did do, uh, like, you know, he did Hamlet. He was Hamlet. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think they, I think they, they made the live action Cinderella right around the time that they had uh, uh, the Once Upon a Time show uh, going. And that was that was that was doing really well. So maybe that's like we're gonna cash in on that market. Well, because it was yeah. It's it, I think it's it's like the first one. Like because that's yeah. the thing now is these um uh remake these live action remakes. Everything's getting a live action remake, especially like the big movies. Um, Next week's film got a live action remake as well. Yes, I, I, and it's live action remake sequel. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there were two direct-to-video 2000s garbage movies. They're not uh, Dreams Come True and A Twist in Time. I bought the, uh, <laughs> the version when it came out first on uh, Blu-ray. They put out a version. <laughs> it came in a jewelry box. <laughs> <laughs> and it has all three movies in it. And I bought the jewelry box version because, of course, I did. <laughs> so I, I, I read somewhere that these... I don't know. It's either second or third one is actually got some legitimately funny stuff in it. I, 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 
like it's it's this weird two thousands you know stuff. So yeah, like even if it does, it didn't like connect with me. Um, <laughs> I remember very little about it, other than what is it? The third one is like a weird like time break in the you know time continuum kind of space time continuum kind of situation like the history has been changed kind of thing yeah it's a it's it's a weird little i mean it makes i'm gonna say it makes sense but it doesn't (laughs) like it makes sense that this is like the thought process you would go to it's like how do you like retell the story of cinderella so. Yeah, like like because the movie ended pretty perfectly. So how do you make it? Uh, how do you, where do you go from there? Yeah, it's like it's like when they used to it's like because you know the the way the movie ends, the sequel is Cinderella living happily ever after. So yeah. like it's just her living the life of a princess. And there's nothing, you know, unless unless this turns into like Anastasia or something. Yeah. Like there's no other story to tell. Um, she's being be, being hounded by the paparazzi constantly. <laughs> so you, um, so yeah, you kind of have to figure out weird storylines and stuff. And I remember, I remember in the sequel, um, the, I think the second one, Lucifer is there, <laughs> so he's not dead, but even though he's he's dead, these these sequels don't count. <laughs> but like, yeah, he has a yeah, he has like a love interest. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god's sakes well it's a it's a package film it's got like three short stories in it it's not like a single uh, so it's you know it's just a silly little cash in uh, you know this is the 2000s this is the cheap cheap ass michael eisner era of disney where they're just trying to make a make a make the cheapest buck possible kind of Situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do have enough Disney movie rewards to go get these two movies for free right now. Wow, boy! I'm not, wow. Gonna, I'm not. I'm not gonna. Or I get the Olaf uh, TV tray. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think you know the answer to that one. <laughs> the Olaf TV tray. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, and and uh, since it's there now all of these disney princesses like she was in uh the most recent record ralph movie ralph breaks the internet yes so, she was yeah. so um she so shows that. up in some video games as well oh yeah there's uh definitely kingdom hearts <laughs> uh disney magical world for the 3ds yeah anything that involves like the theme park she'll show up in um, the fairy godmother shows up in whatever they need to i'm sure i'm sure both of those characters appear in those like mickey mouse kids shows and stuff that are on house of mouse or whatever uh Uh, yeah she does see yeah it's like you know the fairy godmother's an easy character to just pluck and put into uh any situation they need so just 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 throw a blue a blue uh blue cloak over a grandma yeah exactly or, um, and then and then break her out of stone when she beat the guy with the hammer and then uh, <laughs> it's it's sci-fi, dude. I'm sorry. It's no, sci-fi. No, you're just not gonna let it go. No. 
I didn't realize until we started talking about it that she's totally cypher. <laughs> let's, uh, well, Nick, do you want to rank it? Yeah, let's rank it. So, do you like it? Uh, your list is up right here. Okay. Better, better or worse than Dumbo? Um, it's I don't like it as much as Dumbo. How about Fantasia? I don't like it as much as Fantasia. Ichabod and Mr. Toad. I, I like it better than Ichabod, yeah. You like it better than Ichabod. Well, there we yeah. go. It's your new number three. Yes, it is. Uh, da, 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 da. So, for me, my number one is Fantasia. Don't like it more than Fantasia. Uh, my number two is Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And guess what, Nick? I like you like it more than Snow White. Snow White. I like it more than Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I absolutely love Cinderella. I was playing yeah. it. I was playing it cool for most of this, but I'm gonna tell you, this is absolutely one of my favorite Disney movies. I kind of, I, I kind of figured, yeah. I love the music. I love the animation. I love the story behind it. I love what it means to Disney. I love the designs of everything. Um, it's a stunning looking movie. It's got a very good. Just, you know, it's, it's all things considered. It's a nice, tight, you know, shh, doesn't waste your time. It's, no. a good, it's a good fairy tale. It's got a good, it's got a good lesson in it, I think, for the most part. Just like, you know, things may be bad now, but, you know, keep your head up. Keep thinking. Yeah. Keep, don't let your dreams die. And, you know, yeah. you know, just keep go. Just keep going. Like things may be bad right now. But if you if you work for it, something something good will eventually happen. And I, you know, and, and, and kind of take, look for opportunity, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You take your opportunities when you can, and don't don't give up. Like she never, right. like th- th- there's never much. Like after her dress gets ruined, she you know has she starts crying, but she doesn't question it for a second when the fairy godmother appears. She's accepting the opportunity immediately she doesn't like hesitate going to the ball she doesn't hesitate she doesn't hesitate you know dancing with that guy that she doesn't know is the prince she takes the opportunities that she can and it's great it's it's a charming lovely movie and it's one of my favorites period i I would say of, of the of the disney princesses she probably has maybe She's probably the sturdiest as, among the sturdiest as far as Will goes. Yeah, and, I think it's, and, maybe, it's maybe her and Jasmine and somebody else in there somewhere. But yeah. Especially of like, you know, the Walt era of yeah. the Disney princesses and, and even most of the main characters. Like, even like she's the most like, um, she's she's the most you can sort of connect to her in a better way. You can. Like yeah. you, f- you feel you feel like you could be like Cinderella in a sense, or yeah. something like like she's the most like she's she's the most human of all of the characters, of main characters that they've ever had, and that's you know I'm not I'm even like you know the animal characters are humanistic enough, like right. you know you can't really connect with Pinocchio. There's not a whole you know it's, it's you're just watching this particular character's transformation or. Yeah things like that but with cinderella like you can connect with it it's like you know you can like you know you, you can feel like you can understand what she's going through um because you also like, know you also know people like that you know people who 
through some bad luck or what have you, like, you know, they have bad step parents or, you know, a rough upbringing or something. It's like, you know, there's people like that in your, in yeah. like your life that you may know, or, you know, tangentially know or have seen or have heard about or something. It's, it's a familiar enough human story. Yeah. And, and you, and you're, you're kind of, you're pretty much watching her grind it out. Yeah. You're watching her like, you know, and she, here's the thing. She doesn't like, she doesn't like have a breakdown when she's like having a weight on them hand and foot. She's just like, ah, all right. But she's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. She's grinding out. She, she has confidence knowing that she's something, something will happen one day. Uh, yeah. a, you know, a dream is a wish your heart makes the song that she sings. And like, she believes that full all the way through that. Right. You know, she's she's gonna keep this. She's gonna keep these dreams alive. It's what my heart wants, and it's gonna happen for me one day. Yeah, it's it's not like something my prince will come. Like, no, I don't really care about the prince. I'm just know something good's good. Something good's happening. Yeah, and and just and the um, and Lucifer is um, Ward Kimball's cat. Oh, I just I just um, flipped through the uh, book that was down here that I was thumbing at. So I was like, oh yeah, there it is. Walt Walt, Walt was Walt was visiting um, Ward Kimball to see his trains and saw his cat and uh, was like, hey, there's Lucifer. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's the cat. That's the cat for this movie that we're working on. That's your, that's who you need to be animating is your cat. So. Is it a fat cat? It's a calico. It's just a nice, uh, like, it's like not particularly. Okay. Yeah. So. Fat cats sense. are the best. Yeah. It makes sense that the, uh, um, that the original design that I saw was uh, Garfield. Garfield. <laughs> related. Uh, but, Lucifer yeah. just pushing uh, Bronson off a table. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there we go. It is my number two movie on this list. That's a good solid choice. I mean, it's, I'm trying to think now. Because I know it, I know it'll it might move a little bit for me, but I'm trying to think if it'll move for you in the upcoming weeks. Maybe. Well, you'll figure it out soon enough. There is something that is, there, there is something that you know there are a couple contenders to the throne, but uh, I, I know of one of them, but we're a ways off from it. That's yeah, yeah. I know there's there's one for sure that uh, we're a ways away from, but uh, other than that. Uh, Fantasia is going to be holding strong for a yeah. while. And well, the the one I'm thinking of is actually, as far as you're concerned, is probably the closest contender to Fantasia, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And you might be right. We'll talk about it yeah. at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Since and that we... movie is Black Cauldron. <laughs> <laughs> We're not that far away from Black Cauldron. <laughs> um, but uh, speaking of off the air, I think it's time to call it a show uh, we did it did it we did another one we're, we're out of the we're, we're into the good stuff now we've yes got, we've got a good hefty uh stream of movies at this point um and i can't wait uh the next three or next two after this one i was gonna say are all very very good movies yeah it's so, it, it, comparatively it's like that string of like you know beauty beast uh, lion king and her uh, and aladdin it's yeah. it's comparable to that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and even after that, um, even after Peter Pan, um, the next ones may not like. There's still 
very very good until you oh, get yeah. to, like like everything like the 50s are all very very good movies fantastic the, yeah the 60s are a hit and a miss kind of um but well, i mean yeah i mean we'll, like again we'll get to it but one of my favorite disney movies is in the 60s um, one, one of, of my, my absolute favorites one of mine too but um the 70s is when it gets real fun because the 70s is where it's absolute chaos there's some great stuff there's some bad stuff there's some uh, uh chaos going on with the studio you know there's 70s will be fun. 70s and 80s are going to be really fun, but 70s is 70s will be fun because there's only there's two movies in like 77 alone, and that's yes, our, and, but, but that that one of those movies is is going to take my top spot though. And I know exactly what that movie is. Everybody, you cannot wait to listen to the Aristocats episode. Uh, <laughs> it, I'm not gonna lie; it's pretty close. It's, it's it's it's. I do like I do like Aristocats. <laughs> but uh, um, it's it'll be it'll be the second most contentious episode we have. <laughs> yeah. The, the the most contentious episode we have is quite a ways away. You're gonna love it. <laughs> Oh and God! And I'm not, and I'm not going to spoil it at all right now. But it's going to be yeah. real fun when we get there. We might argue. We might actually like have a, a full blown argument. There may, there may be a fight. There may be a bit of a fight. There may be a fight. <laughs> but until that fight, uh, I want to thank you all for joining us again. Visit us uh, one more time next week for Volume Thirteen when we get to Alice in Wonderland. Can't wait. That movie is a that is a trip of a movie, and I can't wait to take it all with you. <laughs> it's so good. So, so, so good. So good. Uh, but until then, have a magical day. Bye.